It's Cecilia and Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out, or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab a drink and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping and a girl's night, all wrapped up into one. stared at each other because we're like are you gonna say something I know. am I gonna say something <laughs> and like, I didn't want it to be where we both say something at the same time and it was just like overlap and then we were like well gotta restart anyways yeah we were both like taking a back seat letting each other anyways good morning it was weird <laughs> good morning Super everyone weird. well today we're gonna be talking about stuff that has been inspiring us lately yeah. do some voicemails but obviously start with our heck yes Meg what's your heck yes OG. My heck yes is Avery's consistent and fantastic reactions to my blowouts. Well, that okay. My my hair blowout. As a mother, as a mother, my my brain went elsewhere and I was like, I probably should reward that. Um, oh my gosh. (laughs) What are you? doing well because that's what I thought you were gonna say and I was like Megan this is Avery's reactions to my blowout PG okay it's a PG 13 not an R (laughs) (laughs) okay my hair blowout getting it washed getting it blown out getting it curled every time I come home with my hair like that he just like it's like he just won a million bucks and I'm and every time I go and do it I feel like a little bit, this is something I'm working through right now, but I feel like a little bit of shame or guilt because I'm like, oh, I shouldn't really be spending my money on this. This is like frivolous. I like, there's people that need mm-hmm. money more than I do, blah, blah, blah. My, my brain just like spirals and stuff. But every single time I come home and he reacts the way that he does, I'm like, this is he like does. a marriage investment. Like, okay. <laughs> like, it's great. It was just like validating. Like, oh, I mean, I enjoy getting my hair washed. You know, they like really get in there. It's mm-hmm. like a scalp massage. It's like so nice. And then I can wear my hair pretty without having yeah. to, have to do it myself for like a week straight. Yeah. I'm like, this is the best thing ever. Saves and time, then he, less yeah. stress in the morning with the kids. It's great. And then it's like an easy thing. Like my hair is one of my favorite features of myself. And so it's one of those yeah. things that's like every day it's already done. It already looks pretty. I'm like, extra boost of confidence immediately and then when he reacts the way he does and it's just like hey it's great it's great the, oh the, i know hey hey, hey <laughs> what are you doing later tonight <laughs> okay so when you said guilt and shame yeah i read this thing obviously this is at the top mm. of my mind because i'm doing bible study yes. but um this is like from the Bible study. We're like reading Ephesians, particularly like just Ephesians 2. It's kind of harsh, but like Ephesians 2 isn't intended to lead you to shame. God allows the Holy Spirit to convict us. We experience this as guilt and it alerts us that something needs to change. The enemy prefers to use shame because it causes us to feel condemned and hopeless. Guilt convicts our souls of the effects of our sin, but shame tells us we are bad. And this is precisely the moment we need Jesus. Let's pray before him. That's, that's a different part. Let's pray before we dive in. Let's pray before we dive in. Okay. That's so true though, because that kind of parallels with um, like quote unquote mom guilt and how moms are always like, oh, I have all this mom guilt. And most moms are always like, just brush it off or like, just go get your nails done or like, whatever, like forget about mom guilt, however you can, like, don't beat yourself up. But for me, I view, so shame and guilt are totally different. I just used them in the same sentence, but I actually do believe that they're different. Like that saying it is mm-hmm. because for me, when there's mom guilt, typically it's because I've used the TV too much as a crutch today without any real excuse. I didn't just have surgery. I didn't just birth a baby. I'm just being lazy. And now I'm, now I'm experiencing guilt, which is convicting me of my sin. It's a good thing. And it calls us out and it kind of sucks, but it's a good thing. Shame hundred percent is of the devil. I think a lot of it too, is like mind management. Like oftentimes mm-hmm. you can spiral, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you take something that could be made like guilty and then you make it shameful because of your spiral, like your mental yeah 
like your inability to like mentally like sort through your emotions or like move forward, you know, is like, okay, great. Just need to do better on that and separate that and like keep moving. Right. Right. Well, and for me, the opposite is happening more often right now where my shame and like my like embarrassment or like my, oh, I shouldn't be getting my hair done right now. Like this is, I'm so full of myself. I'm so prideful. I'm so vain. I'm so whatever. And just like being shameful of all those things spirals me. And then I feel guilty because I'm like, how am I letting it get to this level? Like, how am I letting myself like just eat these lies up? It's even like scrupulosity. Yeah. Scrupulosity. Yes. Scrupulosity. I think that's how you say it. I know. I'm like, where did this come from? This is not normal. So yeah. Uh Ugh. Anyways. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, so interesting. It's Um, wild. (laughs) The spiritual life, man. Yeah, really. Um, (laughs) So when this episode comes out, we will be heading back from Okinawa for like a four day mini vacation over President's Day. (laughs) Yeah. So super. I'm just feeling like I've been planning it and like we're going to go whale watching. And yeah, we like all the cars were like, we, you need to rent a car in Okinawa. There's not like trains on the mainland of Japan. Like there is like Okinawa is like the Hawaii right. of Japan. That's where the Marines get stationed typically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I know you're on a Marine base now, but no, like but exactly. Yeah. Um, and what I was hearing someone say is like, the difference is like the people in Okinawa don't want them there, but like the yeah. people of Japan are very welcoming to us on the mainland. And like, it's very different culture um but what I was gonna say is um there was like no rental cars and so I went on this like black like this black hole reddit trail of like rental cars (laughs) in Okinawa and like someone was like I found one here's a link and like I totally got a rental car that like I'm like I don't know is it gonna actually be there when we so we'll find out um (laughs) but like I emailed the place and they like responded so like okay because I had to like translate it on my phone of like you know what it's saying um but I'm really excited. We have to take a train to a plane and then a plane to Okinawa and then get a rental car and drive to the hotel. <laughs> but there's like more American shopping there, which I'm really excited about. And there's like beautiful pottery places there. And like Japanese pottery is really big. And so I definitely want to like make sure I get awesome. Japanese. Yeah, exactly. Like I have this vase, which yeah. is beautiful but more Japanese pottery. Anyways, my heck yes is that I feel so grateful that we have the means to do many vacations like this when yeah. he like take advantage. Like you can't, like, he can't just like take time off. It's right. like either there's a four day weekend or there's not kind of thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like either there's a holidays or like, you're not getting off kind of thing. Yeah. So it's yeah. not like, Oh, we plan on doing this okay, just like put in to take off. That's not a thing. So you really have to take advantage of like short trips on the weekends, like Friday night to Sunday evening or, you know, something like this. So we haven't been Okinawa. We're super excited. We've never, I've never, we've never been in a swimsuit with each other. And like, which is so funny. Yeah. Like we've never been in a situation where we've like been swimming or like, are you going to wear one of those new ones that you should like you bought? Oh no. Only 60 degrees in Okinawa. Oh, okay. Wait, why are you going to be in a swimsuit then? No, no, I will. I thought of that. And then I was like, wait, it's actually cold. Well, by my point was like, We've never done like a vacate, like a Hawaii, yeah. like a vacation, like anything tropical. Right. We've talked said. about this before on the podcast. Yeah. And we're like, what's a vacation? We don't know. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, but then I guess it leads to my heck no is all of March will be in Guam. Mm. And Guam is like a territory, an American territory. And actually the only last standing Kmart is in Guam. The last um, standing Kmart, like in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say those like died when I was in high school. I swore. Yeah. The last thing <laughs> came are in Guam. Going strong, baby. I know. I'm totally going to go. Gonna <laughs> <that>. <laughs> but I, my point was that we'll be in swimsuits because you, the military sends us to Guam and like, 
I pay my own way. Patrick obviously flies jets there, but right. it's because they have more like aerospace to train and stuff for a month. And okay. so the military pays for each of the guys' hotel rooms. So then like the wives can come. So we'll be living in a hotel for a month and like, it's very tropical there and warm there, Yeah, but my heck no. So we will wear swimsuits. Cause like everyone hangs out with like the, right. the like pool bar. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just think of know. the military and then think of what they would do in a tropical warm place yeah and with like lots of bars yeah and lots and of like alcohol put, yeah put that together okay. <laughs> and somehow um, Cece and I ended up here okay <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't pack like warm weather clothes no I have two dresses three pairs of shoes and four shirts you literally did the math before coming on this tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sucks. And my heck, so. like getting to my heck no, my heck no is that, okay. So like there's stores that will ship to like our USPS post office on base. Right. Like it's technically okay. American, but like, there's nothing cute online anymore. Like mango.com is typically my go-to or like yeah. mangooutlet.com. And for like summer dresses and stuff. And yeah. like literally there is nothing cute. And I don't know if maybe they just don't have their summer stuff out yet, which is probably mm. true, or like at least spring stuff, but their spring stuff is ugly. And like Nordstrom <laughs> doesn't have anything. Like nothing is cute anymore. I'm like, what about what like free happy? people? You feel okay, like yes, free people. I looked on free up? people totally. But the V's like, okay, what's happening is like really open backs or deep V's. So like, you can't even wear a bra with it. Like the new thing is like never wearing bras with clothes anymore. Yeah, I'm all for it, but it's like not possible all the time. Right. It's (laughs) not like, I don't want to be like, if I was walking around the house, yeah, but like, I'm going to be with my husband's coworkers. Like that's not appropriate. And like, why would I spend $120 on a dress that I can only wear inside the house? That doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's fair. What about natural life? Natural life is kind of like free people, but a little more boho-y. I don't know how boho you're trying. <laughs> I'm trying this to go like between me. you and I, you know, okay. just like, so me. not me, like got it. who got it. I okay. am just like, you know, I can do free people here and there. I like their stuff. Like, but I just feel like the fashion has changed so much, even from just last year of what I'm seeing is it's like even more towards the nineties kind of mm. like grunge era. And I'm like, but nothing about 90s fashion is classy. Like spaghetti straps, like it's very like party, you know, like spaghetti straps, thin silk, like really stringy, strappy, like ties everywhere. And like, there's a reason why it went out of style. And Mm -hmm. I'm just, and I saw this, um, meme the other day and it was like or it was like generation what is it is that gen z gen z, gen z. Like, yeah. yeah i was like gen z if you're trying to bring the 90s back commit get out those bermuda shorts and i was like Die. the plaid the plaid bermuda yes. shorts i was like bermuda shorts are a bust <laughs> <laughs> or you ain't real <laughs> or you ain't real you don't yeah. mean it <laughs> like if you're not wearing air apostle and bermuda shorts like you're a fake you know so, um, anyways, that's like my whole thing. So I don't know. I need to find some summer stuff, but we'll see. Maybe the, maybe the, um, Zara in Guam has their like summer stuff out or, or sorry, this is not in Guam, Zara. There's no way there's a Zara in Guam. Maybe there's no way, but the Zara in Okinawa. <laughs> okay, there's a sorry. Kmart. There's a Kmart. There's a Kmart though. And I know last time I was in Kmart, they had a Hannah Montana line. In so, so if all else fails, we'll be covered. <laughs> we'll be covered. <laughs> uh, all right. What's your heck no? Well, my heck no is super lame compared to that. Um, my <laughs> heck no is when um, food gets stuck under your nails, <laughs> like avocado specifically. Because then it's just like green and mushy and it's like, you got to use your other nail to get the rest out. It's just, do you have a hack for this or do you just not experience this? Cause you're looking at me blankly right now. And I just, <laughs> okay. So the reason why is cause I like zoned out for a second. Cause I was like, the reason this doesn't happen is cause I bite my nails. Okay. But let's like think back to when you were in Alexandria and you did your nails all the time. Yes. Okay. Um, the worst. Can you remember? To be honest, I would probably <laughs> just leave the crap under there that didn't come out from just washing my hands. 
And then it's just like whenever your nails fall off or you get oh, a redone. No, it's I like, would use like one nail under the yes, other nail. Yes, to use the other. But that's the thing. Like it's super annoying because you're just like, yeah. and then it's on the other nail, but it's on the outside. So then you can wash it off. But it's just like a whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then when yeah. they do take the nail off and there is some gunk under there, I'm like, you're just like, oops, sorry. That's embarrassing. <laughs> but like, what's a girl to do? I don't know. Right. right. Exactly. So that's my head. You can no. get a tool. Like you can get a tool that scrapes it. Yeah, I mean, you technically use a toothpick too, but it's just like, why? Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, like you might as well. Kind of be dangerous. Like, I feel like it's really tender underneath there, you know? That's fair. I'm just like, get the heck out of here. <laughs> yeah, avocado is like really, that's it's a tough really, one. yeah. It's staying um, there. <laughs> I made a great egg salad this morning with avocados in it. Or just, no, just but in it was general. like, it had the same texture, you know. Oh, like okay. Avocado, so. mm, true. I was like trying to connect dots. <laughs> no, literally, there's no dots connected. I've just never made egg salad. And oh, oh, I just heard you now. I was thinking egg roll. And so I was like, put avocado in it. Egg salad like is 10 totally. a.m. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I don't make, I don't, I should learn how to make egg rolls, but Me too. they're um, so good. Yeah. But yeah, no egg salad and it was super great. And I've never been an egg salad girl, but I found this recipe and it just looks so simple and good. And it's pretty much just like, I did four hard boiled eggs, like one sixth of mayo. I just like half of a third or like about a fourth of mayo, um, like two tablespoons, lemon juice, um, some salt and pepper, uh, like a fourth cup of red, chopped red onions and some parsley or okay. uh some like chives thing um okay. you know the stuff that like like what is it called green onions chives cilantro parsley cilantro parsley yeah mm-hmm. there we go not chives i don't is chive like a is that a chives thing is like or an is, onion isn't or it? is a chive like a like all like encompassing like an umbrella i think it's for... its own thing isn't it okay like you know how like mammals humans like, <laughs> so like, what would chives be a category that, right? like is chive the category yeah like, no is it the i don't category? think it's its own thing okay i'm picturing I'm a chive right now i'm googling this right now okay chive but anyways it was super good oh and like a yeah. little bit of dijon because like too much dijon like really Ugh. i can't you. I cannot. Um, I mean, I can't do egg salad in general. All of that just sounded disgusting to me. I'm not really. Gonna <laughs> I'm a texture it? girl. I'm a texture girl, and mayonnaise oh. is not my favorite thing unless it's just Wait, like spread the... lightly. Exactly. On... You can't taste the mayo with the lemon juice. Like it would be like if you were mm. eating tuna. Like, have you ever made tuna I with love like tuna? But okay, and you not put mushy. Like, but you put like mayo in it and like lemon juice. No. No. What do you make tuna? How do you make it? I take tuna and I put. Uh, like tuna in a can juice. yeah yeah take tuna yeah. in a can and I put some lemon juice on it some olive oil some parmesan cheese I cut up some grape tomatoes mix that together and then I eat it kind of like that with like greens it's like a tuna salad kind of thing wow I've never thought of that that's really I'm good. like it's my Friday lemon juice or like yeah or like lemon pepper and maybe some cayenne and then some mayo garlic powder mix it all together and there you go I can't do the, that's the been machine. our Friday thing too because we've also been doing Friday fasting I have not been fasting I've just been making sure well, fasting from me me okay I was gonna say I've just been making abstaining <laughs> sorry abstaining okay abstaining. Got, it, got it got it whatever it's called whatever you know whatever. but hollow um love yeah. that transition <laughs> so when I was making my egg salad this morning this okay tr- tell us I, more about your egg salad when i was making my egg salad this morning i was listening to the hollow lo-fi music mm. i swear and i was listening to the morning prayer lo-fi and it's like smooth i mean if you've never listened to lo-fi you know you've listened to it you just didn't know it was called lo-fi if that makes sense and you enjoyed it and you liked it yeah yeah totally, totally. lo-fi is like so nostalgic i love it I feel like I listened to lo-fi like my first two years of community college, like <laughs> while studying. 
Yes, that's Avery's go-to mm-hmm. every now and like then. Like the I'll last time song. I ever studied, you know. Yeah, I was gonna say why <laughs> community college then, but now it's making sense. Um, that's Avery's like one of Avery's favorite genres of music right now, just because of how much he does study. You need to tell. Okay, music. there's a sleepy dad lo-fi and a Vinus lo-fi. He needs to listen to it. He does. There he would. Go. He would ace all of his tests for the next three months. For the next yeah, three what months, the heck? if he did that, you need to check it out. You can get a three month free trial at hallow.com slash what in the dang heck three months free. And you can find the link and just click it straight from our show notes. Okay. So there was this like Instagram thread that I shared on my story like weeks ago yes. that I wanted to bring back up because sorry, if it's like f- fuzzy, if I put my phone next to the microphone, it gets fuzzy. So sorry if that Weird. was like bad. Um, but you guys need to, you guys need to follow this account on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's called feminine underscore, not underscore feminist. So feminine, not feminist. And like, I don't know who the heck runs this account, but it's so good. Um, I mean, they have like over 150,000 followers. Like they're very, yeah. very good. Um, and yeah, I have no idea who this person is. They have no name. Um, so no named gal, but this last post is like super great. So it says, if Satan can't get you to stop serving your family, he'd have you bitter, resentful, and joyless while doing it. He'd have you keeping score of who does more and growing disgruntled when the score chart isn't balanced. He'd have you see your husband as a competitor to beat rather than a friend and lover to serve. He'd have you see your children as a hindrance to higher calling outside the walls of your home, which he tells you is a prison. He'd have you constantly eyeing what other women have and squandering the resources God has given you to just keep up with them. He'd have your mind filled with meaningless distractions and preoccupations that prevent you from being fully present with your family. Like drop. So again, the first part was like, if Satan can't get you to stop serving your family, then he'd have you bitter, resentful, and joyless while doing it. Mm-hmm. It's the whole keeping up with the Joneses thing, envious, comparing, shame, and and the biggest one I think is like just being bitter because it trickles into everything. It trickles into competing with your husband. It trickles into not being satisfied with what you do have. It like it just eats away at you. Hmm. But I relate mostly or like just recently got over relating to the feeling like you have a calling outside of the four walls of your home and then being like, what the heck am I stupid? (laughs) But when you live in a, when you live in a culture, when you grew up in a culture, that's just like the best thing you can be as a woman is independent and like a money-making like BA, if you catch my drift, woman freaking boss that's like the highest thing you can be in our culture. And that's what it tells you. And so this whole time you're growing up and you're going through high school and then you decide to go to college and you want to get like, every time it goes back to, what are you going to do? What are you going to like, what's your job going to be? What do you, what's your career? What do you do for a living? Since like first grade. Yes. Yes. And I even caught myself, I'm so mad. And I like, I'm going to bring it up next monthly rosary brunch, but I even caught myself telling the women before we did our rosary brunch for the first time this month in January, no, February. Um, to introduce themselves with their name and then like what they do. And I was like, that was so dumb because now all these women are like going around trying to like come up with like what they do, even though I know most of them are moms. And I'm like, this is, and none of us are saying moms because none of us are like, like programmed to think of that as work and to think Mm -hmm. of that as a noble career that we do. Right. And so I'm like, ah, I just fed into it, but we're like conditioned. It's terrible. Uh Well, everyone's a professional in something. And I will say, I think there are women who have callings outside the home, but it doesn't mean the calling inside the home is less than the calling outside the home. Correct. It means that Correct. one is a priority of over the other and they can be mixed around very often. Yes. You know? Um, yeah. So I think it can, the devil can twist those and be like, no, mm-hmm. no, no. The one inside your home is completely less important than the calling outside your home. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're both in the home and one has to do with children when you work from home, whatever it is. Right. When I say right. outside the home, I just mean like non-children work. related work. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah. like, it's such a, cause like, we've kind of had this conversation before is like, 
being like a mother is you're a professional at something like you're a professional at raising children and you strive to be a professional at that. Like that is a job that is incomparable to anything else that has the most responsibility you can even think of. Um, and like you can, I think people are apprehensive to be like, Oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a professional. And I, I want to be a professional mother. Like I want to be a professional mother. Like that sounds crazy and like weird perfectionistic, but like, that's not the case is why would I not want to strive to like be amazing at something that I'm going to be spending 18, 25 years, God willing doing. Right. And if it's something like, if we're going to take so much pride in the work that we do, as far as like, okay, social media or podcast or whatever Mm -hmm. it is for you or I it doesn't make any sense to me to not have that same level of excellence in the home for literal souls. Yeah. Like this like podcast I spend is going to be irrelevant. Exactly. <laughs> like I, oh, I spent four years studying, you know, design in college. Mm-hmm. So I'm a professional designer. Right. Well, I, you spend 20 years being a mother. What does that make you? Right. Right. A, and a mediocre person that takes care of kids. Right. <laughs> what? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you did it 24 seven, not just nine to five. (laughs) Right. Right. And I was actually, it's funny you say this because I was thinking about this today on the way I was like driving around by campus to get to church. And I was obviously passing students and it was in the morning. And I was like, huh, they probably all have like tests or quizzes or whatever that they're going to, that they had to study for and all this stuff. And I was like, I do not miss that. And then I was like, it's nice that I don't have to take tests or quizzes anymore. And I was like, I just have pop quizzes all the time, spontaneously, randomly. And it's like, how do you react in this situation? Go, you've got 0.5 seconds before everybody combusts. Like that's (laughs) literally my life. Before everyone freaks out and you scar them for life and it becomes a major wound that they go to counseling for. Yes, yes. And so I was like, oh, I'd rather actually have a science test this week. That'd be great. (laughs) yeah so funny by the way how did your rosary brunch go it went really well it was really sweet um I you may have made these you love goat cheese right or is it blue Uh cheese I don't remember all of it it's all All cheese okay cool so I bought dates a while ago not a while ago because that makes them sound like they're probably crusty by now and they weren't they were fine to eat um but I bought dates forever (laughs) (laughs) well I bought them because they're good for you and I was like I gotta figure out a way to make these and I found a recipe where you stuff them with goat cheese and wrap them in bacon. Mm-hmm. Have you made this before? Oh, yeah. Okay, Classic well. appetizer. Okay, well, I was like, this is either going to be the most disgusting thing I've ever eaten in my life that rich people act like, like they candy. like, but it's really disgusting. Or it's going to be this fancy cute little appetizer that's actually like so bomb. Mm-hmm. And I was impressed. It was good. And it was a mm-hmm. hit. And I was like, all right, cool. But it was a lot of fun. There were like 10, 10 or 11 girls there. Um, the key, sorry, the key is to cook the bacon a little bit beforehand and then wrap uh, it in the date and then put it all in the oven. So it's because not the soggy. bacon, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I just, what I did was I stuck a toothpick in it and then I would move it to the side for a couple minutes and then move it, mm-hmm. pull it out and move it to the other side and it worked pretty well. But I also cut it in half. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, it was good. There was one non-Catholic there. So we were like, convert. Just kidding. Um, but not really. Um, <laughs> but like in prayer, you were, you know. But right. Yeah. Like she didn't mention that as her intention, but we all took that as her intention. Um, and then there was one girl who was not a mom yet or married or anything, which was fun to just have different seasons of life. Uh-huh. Um, and then everyone else was young, young mom. With and everyone kids. felt like they wanted to do it again or did anyone yes, else? Yes, everyone was host? so excited. Um, other people might, I don't know. I'm okay with being the f- host for the first couple of times. It's like once a month and I love this kind of stuff. So I'm like, please let me host. Um, and I also, we just have, our house is so set up for this that it's yeah. like, this makes sense. Did Avery we, like take the girls out in the morning? We timed it around Jeannie's nap. So I put Jeannie down for a nap before everybody everybody comes over. And then he takes Carrie out for a date. He came home and was like, I took her to the zoo. And I was like, you drove 45 minutes away? And he was like, no, Petco. And I was like, you are genius. Uh, <laughs> she thought real, it was the really zoo. <laughs> oh, so yeah. They went to the she'll zoo. She'll never know. No, she'll never know. They saw lizards and turtles. Um, and yeah, it was fun. Everyone's very excited to do it again. There, a lot of women were like, I have always told my husband, like, I wish I was more extroverted and like could plan something or get together, get a group together to do something like this. 
which made me feel even more worse for waiting two years to do it. But are the kids all around the same age? Yeah. Yeah. So now oh. that if people need play dates or if they're like, help get me out of my house and they need to go get dinner with a girlfriend. Now there's like a group chat for it with two, which mm-hmm. is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. Fun. Oh, so exciting. I know. Um, grow it up. I'll grow it up. <laughs> there was one more thing I wanted to read that I sent to Megan. Um, this was a oh, while man. ago, but we're just going through things that are inspiring us. So again, this is from the Bible study. I'm doing fearless and free by walking with a purpose. Okay. Um, but it's kind of just like a reflection. So let me see, where does it start? Okay. Dear Lord, I really want to be in control because it makes me feel safe. I like being the one in charge until I don't until I hit the wall of my limitations and things start to unravel. I don't know why I seem to exhaust every other possibility before I come to you and just lay all my junk at your feet. I literally walk in circles for miles trying to save myself and it never works. I think it's because I don't fully trust that you are good. Help me to believe your goodness. Help me to trust. I can't do it on my own. So I'm coming here with all these areas where I feel enslaved and powerless. These are the situations that I don't like and I can't fix. These are the parts of me that I temporarily enjoy and then am disgusted by. I bring you my ego and my desire for recognition. I bring you my self-reliance. I bring to you my addiction to people's opinions of me. I bring to you my laziness and preference for mindless distraction over scripture. I bring to you my faithless wandering heart. Will you please take all this mess and forgive me? Will you please perform a miracle and create something good out of this chaos? Would you show me that I need to let go in order to receive your power in this place where I feel powerless? I am holding out my hands to you in surrender. Distill the nervousness within me and replace it with confident expectation. Remove the fear within me and replace it with trust. Take away the worries and replace them with memories of all the times you have come through for me in the past. I am placing myself at your feet saying, I hand my concern over to you. Please take care of everything. Thank you for lavishing me in. Thank you for lavishing me with the riches. You, you grace your grace. Wow. Wow. Last line. Just screw that. I up. mean, you were doing so Thank well. You, I know. Thank you for lavishing me with the riches of your grace. There we go. Bam. There we go. That literally was practically written by me in my own journal like weeks ago. And then it was brought up again in like a coaching call with one of my friends because I have this assumption that I'm, or or maybe again, this goes back to being conditioned. We're learning how to undo things um, inside of ourselves, guys. Um, to think that I'm limitless. Like that if I just work hard enough, I can make it happen. If I just pull myself up by my bootstraps, I'll get it done. If I just, you know, and like, it's good be- in a way because mm-hmm. then we are self-reliant and we are creative and we're hardworking as heck. Like we don't give mm-hmm. up easily, but then we don't give up easily. <laughs> we don't, we don't let God into this. And then we realize very quickly, like, well, why am I checking with my head cut off right now? And I don't like everything I'm doing isn't working. Normally what I do works. If I just work hard enough, something will work. And it's like, eventually God makes you hit a wall so that you need him because otherwise you're just going to keep going on in life thinking that you're oh, I'm limitless. I can do it all. Um, and it's hard for me right now in the season that I'm in too, because I think I've built a perception that I am limitless like, oh, well, I, you can just build a photography business. You can just travel the country doing it. It's really fun. You can have a baby and still do it. It's super awesome. You can, you know what I mean? And it's just like, mm-hmm. boom, 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 boom. And now all these people think that like, oh, you're, I mean, this is uh, the blessing and the curse of having right. a platform. All these people just assume like, wow, I can do it. Or like, wow, how does she do it? And it's like, wow, it's kind of people's recognition of what I'm doing. This, mm-hmm. that was literally mentioned in that. And so it's just a compounding thing that we are working through in coaching call right now (laughs) yeah I bring to you my addiction of people's opinions of me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay I don't really I don't really want people's opinions of me because I know what those are they're not really good most of the time but just the the praise right if I can just Mm -hmm. section that off that's what I want I mean that's what we Mm -hmm. all want right 
but yeah. I'm trying to think of like a title for this podcast. Maybe it's like <laughs> self-reliance doesn't work or like, um, addicted to praise. <laughs> addicted People will be like, oh, we've been waiting opinion. for them to admit no. this. <laughs> addicted dot, dot, dot to dot, people's dot, opinions dot. of you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, good and bad because I guess, yeah, I guess it would be people's opinions of you because addicted doesn't mean it's necessarily pleasurable, you know, because mm-hmm. having that constant spiral in your head of what are people thinking about me? Oh my gosh, they're probably thinking this playing devil's advocate and like mm-hmm. critiquing myself because I already know the people out there are critiquing me and what I'm saying and doing. And every second I post or any second I like show up for something on social media, it's being critiqued. And I'm like in this weird headspace right now, like I mentioned a couple episodes back where it's like, yeah, I guess I am obsessed with people's or addicted to people's opinions mm-hmm. of me, good or bad, mm-hmm. which is not a good place to be. Cause it so. like keeps your brain going. It's like, yes, there's, it's like a hamster on a wheel. Yeah. You can't stop uh-huh. because, because you're just coming up with another assumption of an opinion that someone may be having of you for something. Dark hole. It's, it's literally a dark hole. Speaking of coaching, Talia from Mental Health for Holiness is a new sponsor of ours. And y'all, if you are experiencing any sort of what we're talking about right now, where it just feels chaotic in there, Mm -hmm. where maybe you're experiencing difficult mood swings, maybe you're a new mom and you're in postpartum and you're experiencing some anxiety or depression, or maybe you don't even know what to call it because that was me. I didn't even know what it was or what I was experiencing. I just knew I was confused and not myself and exhausted. And I just wanted help. I wanted clarity. I wanted help. Um, So through both private and group coaching, Mental Health for Holiness offers community encouragement and practical steps, tangible steps for you to leave with and apply to your life. For Catholic women specifically, this is huge because you want that spiritual element in your coaching, Uh right? And community Um, element of people that get you. Yes, exactly. So basically, Talia is offering $20 $20 off your first month of membership with her and at Mental Health for Holiness with code HEC20. HEC is in all caps, two zero. Um, you can find her Instagram at Mental Health for Holiness. And then that link, as well as her website link, will be in our show notes. So check her out and use HEC20 for $20 off your first month of membership with her. She's super cute too. Her Instagram's great. And she has a lot of like good informative mm-hmm. reels, but she's a wife and mom of four. Yeah. Um, and it helps like, if you're like, if you're going through transition to, you know, marriage or to motherhood, um, she's been through the transition. So, mm-hmm. um, I know there's a lot of girls on here that we heard like, oh, I just got married and now I'm pregnant. And now my husband's leaving for the military or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. snowball. <laughs> I know. I'm like, yeah, we need like transition training. And like, that's something, Megan, you feel like you're just starting to go uh-huh. through because you're like, finally brought your head above water and we're able yeah. to like breathe, yeah. you know, but it's like, only- oh, wait, where am I? <laughs> right. But if only you had someone like helping you process it right. while you're going through it. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have to like back rewinding. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. So check out her Instagram mental health for holiness and we'll tag it in our show notes, but Talia is super cute and we're so, super excited to have her here. So yeah, yeah. You were going to go into voicemails, but I had one more little oh, work, work yes. slash motherhood slash whatever. She's also just a really great page to follow as far as it goes with like our culture saying the only thing women have to contribute to society is by being a boss woman who works in a building or whatever um it's her page is mother untitled there's no nothing else in there just mother untitled the post that I found and saved under my parenting um archives folder is just because quote-unquote help is a privilege we cannot let it be a taboo topic. If we believe in women supporting women, we can start with being transparent about the paid or unpaid help we have that allows us room for more ease and wholeness. By not radically sharing the supports we have in place, we hold women back from investing in the same if they have the privilege to do so. And it just made me think of our nanny and hiring a nanny mm-hmm. in general. And just like, cause it's like the minute people understand like, oh, you have help. It's like, it's okay to get help it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to not be able to do all of this Mm -hmm. on your own. And it's like, yes, are you crazy? (laughs) Yes. And most of the time, 
if you move things around as far as like finances and budget and everything goes, and you look at like the wholeness of your family and your marriage and your own individual self, this is a privilege that most can make happen yeah. in some capacity. I they love just are this scared page. to ask. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. No, that's it. Um, that's it. I love this page and I followed it for a while because I feel like she gives a very neutral like yes. standpoint. Like she did mm-hmm. this op-ed um, which is like an opinion piece in the beginning of the year. And it was called um, stay at home parents and working parents have so much more in common than raising kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, she said like today, stay at home mom is not, and has never been the apron clad character from those 1940s cleaning commercials who is disinterested and unaware of work and ambition, mm. you know? And I feel like she just gives like a really sobering, Yes. reality check yes. almost. Um, but she doesn't like lean, you know, one way or the other. Yeah. yeah. Uh-uh. She's like and really neutral. She really emphasizes too, at least lately, she's been emphasizing that women stepping back from work to focus on their home is a noble act and doesn't mean it's the death of their work. Career, it yeah. doesn't mean like, it doesn't mean anything beyond that they are prioritizing what's more important to them. And that is noble and worthy of admiration. Like that's it. And it was like a choice in freedom, yes. you know, like it yeah. wasn't like this, like I was forced out of work or we didn't have right. any options. It was like, no, this was a choice. Cause I'm owning this choice and stepping into focus on a different career right. <laughs> in this season of life. Mm-hmm. Literally. And doesn't it doesn't mean it's gone forever. Yeah. yeah. That's a really Love. good point. I'm so glad you brought her up. Mother United. And she's really cute. Wait, I don't know United or Untitled? Sorry, Mother untitled. Okay. Untitled United. Wow. Mother Untitled. Thank you. <laughs> no, um, you're fine. I was just like, crap, did I say her wrong? <laughs> I don't know. Like Niha Roosh, I guess is her name. Oh, I don't know. Niha, N-E-H-A. I'm probably saying it wrong. Oh, yeah. Anyways, super cute. And her stuff is like really shareable bowl and mm-hmm. yeah I don't know how to describe it um her really her, her bio is literally the place for ambitious women leaning into family life which goes back to what you're saying about being a professional mother mm-hmm. yeah and I'll just love it on a mission to it. rebrand career pauses for motherhood with dignity growth and potential mm-hmm. everyone go give her a follow this is totally mm-hmm. unpaid for <laughs> she's just inspiring you know mm-hmm. gotta share the wealth I know share the wealth but we were talking about like others' opinions and stuff. And so I wanted mm. to jump into this voicemail because it has to do with like being hung up on others' opinions. Ooh, okay, let's hear it. Hi, Megan CC. Um, this is Anonymous. Um, first of all, I want to say that I um, I love the podcast. I've been a longtime listener. I've listened every week for like two years now. And it's really just a highlight of my week. It's a great anchor and a great way to start off the week. So thank you for what you're doing. Um, my big question that I wanted to ask you both for advice on is, um, for a little context, I'm engaged. I'm getting married at the end of the year, and I'm super excited. But um, I was wondering if you had anything to say about um, creating boundaries when it comes to wedding planning things, because... Um, I've already had a couple circumstances where my fiance and I have talked over what we want and made a decision about something, shared that decision with others in our life and had them say, oh, well, that doesn't work for me and kind of asking us to change pretty big things about our day to accommodate them. Um, so being married women yourself, I was hoping maybe you had some insight um, into, you know, should I be being more accommodating? Should I be setting firmer boundaries? And if so, how do I do so in a charitable way? Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much. Um, have a good day. Bye. Go for it. We both have opinions and thoughts on this. But Lots of take thoughts. It, take it away. So she actually anonymous called again and said that um, she also like when she was saying like when a woman sets a boundary when like wedding planning she sounds like a bridezilla even if her and her like fiance made the decision together and she's been avoiding like all confrontation because she's scared to look like that she's scared to be looked at like a bridezilla um even though she would just be like explaining a boundary and I'm just like 
you know, thinking back to wedding planning, if we had anyone's opinions, it would have been so hard, but also like, if they're judging you, why have them be at your wedding? Like if, if right. you feel judged right now in the planning phase, my worry is that you'll be, you'll feel self-conscious and judged on your actual wedding day. If, cause what makes you think they're not going to have the same attitude. And I know right. that sounds really negative, but like, that's the biggest day of your life. And if someone's judging you before it even happens, like judging the plans, imagine when the plans are coming to fruition. (laughs) Right. It just blows my mind that people have that kind of arrogance to make a day that literally they most oftentimes are not contributing to and aren't even involved in. Like you don't, this is not your day. Right. You get what? And like, that's a really key point. Like if this is a parent who's giving you money for the wedding, honestly, they probably get a, like, yeah, they get a say they, they definitely, I mean, what makes that makes sense. That would, it's kind of like if parents were giving you money for college, like they have a say in where, where you go and like how you spend it. Mm -hmm. So that does make sense to me, but it doesn't seem like it was parents. It seems like it was like external people. Yeah. Um, and I totally get like that bridezilla thing, like that fear, but it's like, are you going to be more regretful for someone thinking you're a bridezilla than not doing what you wanted because of their opinion? Like, which yeah. one can you live with? Right, right. It goes back to our episode with Alex. Yeah. Which, which decision can you live with? Um, a little less serious, but like, same. I know, but still, <laughs> still same thing. I don't know. My, my thought was just, my brain went instantly to when we decided to have a home birth. And then we started to share that with people and then people shared their opinions. People who literally I have never met a day in my life and will never meet have zero, like will own and hold zero risk or responsibility for this home birth at all. Had opinions on it naturally. And that mm-hmm. was when I just started kind of to kind of dial back. Cause I was like, no one is owed any of these details. Mm-hmm. No, like I don't have to share this with anyone. Mm-hmm. And if it keeps my peace to not, then I'll pull back. Yeah. Yeah. You have to protect your dream. Like they don't get to have insight into your dream, your dream day. Like what makes them like, what gives them the privilege to know that about your day? And like, honestly, no one should really be involved besides you and your husband planning it and the wedding planner unless, you know, the parents are paying for it. Obviously that makes things different. Um, but that is, I mean, I'm sure a lot of women hearing this are like, I was in that situation. It was so hard or my mother-in-law or, you know, whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, if they're not paying for it, it's not their opinion. And honestly, like if you feel like a bridezilla, then maybe you need to have you know, if you're sick of like setting the boundary, maybe your fiance needs to start setting mm-hmm. the boundary, especially mm-hmm. if it's with his guests. Uh-huh. Yep. This is where you guys start to become a team. And you, I feel like these are the, like the starting steps or starting, what am I saying? The stepping blocks to you two leaving your families and becoming one. Yeah. Mm-hmm, totally. So you guys have to kind of figure out these boundaries together and be on the same page and hold them up together which is exactly what CC said. Like if this is mm-hmm. his family and his guests then he needs to say something because mm-hmm. and we don't turn. know, but if it is right, right. It's definitely, he knows them better than you. Well, and it's I his feel, turn yeah. to start defending you and to start protecting y'all's peace before you guys totally. Married, yeah. You know? Protecting your peace. Yeah. Because this is only gonna, and like, I understand it's stressful. And when stressful things, you start to feel more self-conscious, mm-hmm. you know, like when things are stressful, Um, but you should feel the most confident on your wedding day and like, no, feel confident. Like, yes, we had a bomb wedding and like my guests are going to have such a great time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's hard. That's really hard. Um, okay. It's never fun, but it's, I know here's another one about two people that are engaged that are like trying to make decisions. This is a big life decision, but it kind of rolls into it. Hey, Cece and Megan. Um, I was calling for some advice or not necessarily advice, but I guess just opinions. Um, my fiance and I are graduating college this spring, and he really wants to go to medical school. Um, and he's thinking about doing it through the military. Um, 
I know you both are military wives, and I'm just trying to figure out how best to support his decision. And I don't know, like, if I should lean into it or um, if military life is not really all that bad or if we really need to put more thought into it. Um, anyways, would love to hear your all's opinions. Thanks. Okay, Meg, do you have thoughts? Um, I don't know how to, because I don't want to like be like oh, yeah, I can set it not up not that bad if you just love like if you just love him then like go wherever but this is like a very big life she has a right to definitely say something like if and she's express the fiance, concerns. Now, if you're, right yeah. like if you're a girlfriend but like this is a decision because you're getting married to make together mm-hmm. and um like very much together oh go ahead and Cece and I met our men when they were already in mm-hmm. there was no going back no matter what our concerns or like opinions were on this lifestyle we were going to have to end up in it we couldn't change anything so that's the I difference. know right yeah. if Patrick was our and I'm sure Avery <clears throat> would say the same thing like if they yeah. were already about to get married they would have never entered the military yeah I don't yeah I don't know with Avery because he wanted to do it his whole life but I would have had much more of a say and I would have fought him on it Mm-hmm. well because you grew up in it but the lifestyle right. is not like the lifestyle just flat out you know there's a lot of positives and we'll get to that but as flat the lifestyle of the military is not made for family life it's no. not or married for a healthy life family or life or married yeah. life yeah. you are not a that's not a priority in the military right it's not like you you know <clears throat> there won't be the presence that there should be And that's just something that you give up. Um, But here's the thing. So it depends. I believe it depends on the type of doctor. Like for instance, you could, if you were going, if he was going to go to like orthodontics, which isn't a thing in the military, because it's not like the military braces are like a necessary thing in the military. (laughs) They're just like, oh, your teeth are rotting out. Fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. We'll just pull them all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But like, let's see who's going to go to orthodontics. Like they'll make their money back in like five years. Like you'll be out of debt in like five years. If you didn't go through the military, you know, like you make so much money really fast in that business where like you can take, um, you know, that the debt $500,000 in debt or or even more, depending on, you know, if you got your undergrad paid for or not, um, And like, you can like, that's like, for the most part, typically that's sustainable. If you like got, if you're, if you're not paying on your undergrad, you can make your money back now, like, you know, other types or other like doctors, like it takes longer to make that back depending. Um, so it, you really have to like measure it and like do the calculations, like realistic calculations, because yeah. if you go through the military, the military is going to pay for it. Right. But you're going to owe X amount of time back and you're going to yeah. go to school for free, which is great. And that's the bonus. Like both of our husbands, like my husband's in the military because he got his school paid for, for free and Avery, yeah. because he's in the military, he's getting a free college education, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So like that, like getting free education is a main reason why people enter the military is because they either owe time or they're entering it so that they can have that college, like right. that college right. money. Um, so like, you know, you really have to think like, you're getting, are you getting married soon? Starting a family? Like the reality is that like, he's going to have to go through officer training school boot camp. Yeah. Is that going to play into like when you're planning for the wedding? Um, like you literally will not be able to talk. Yeah. You will not have communication during those things. Because it's not like he did ROTC, right? Because otherwise right. he would have, it, it's not like he did like national guard or ROTC in college where he so, did his time, whatever. And is now right. just in the military an officer. Right. Right. So there's a lot to play into it. And if your husband's never, like, if you two have never had military affiliation, do not just go to for the I'm free saying, college. Like you need to like really do your due diligence and yeah. like, don't just go to a recruiting office because you need oh to my find gosh. a perspective. <laughs> That's the worst. That's I know. The worst option. But people they do have like a quota to make. Exactly. They have to get you in. Exactly. So it's not like a balanced, like. It's a totally biased answer. Right. 
And for as much as we complain about being military wives, there's so many goods to it. Like it's a secure job. Like there's like, no matter the economy, you will have a paycheck, you will have healthcare and like, they are getting paid no matter what. Yeah, that Um, is true. I will say that I would probably consider that one of the only pros at this point. Besides the pride you have in your husband. Okay. Agreed. But it's hard to have that pride in him. The longer our country goes down the route it's going down because he's losing that Mm -hmm. pride of country and the people who are in charge of the military, et cetera, et cetera. (laughs) It was like when my dad was in, it was a different America. Mm -hmm. It's a way different America now. So a way different military altogether. Way different military. Yes. Even Um, the past like eight years, it's mm -hmm. a way different military. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that would, I mean, it's a huge, it's a huge pro, especially with the way the world's been the past couple of years. There was never a second where we were like, oh my gosh, we're not going to get paid or what's going to happen to our job or whatever. Um, And uh, it's a blessing that like, I don't even understand the weight of because I've Mm -hmm. always had it, you know, but there is not a single other consistent thing in the military beyond yeah. paycheck or yeah. healthcare. <laughs> so you really so. have to take it into account because it's like either military or, you know, if you guys pay out of pocket for med school, living with 2000 plus in loans for a decade every yeah. month, Yeah, you know? So it's like, what lifestyle do you want? Do you like, depending on what type of med- like medicine he goes into or whatever, what kind of sp- specialty in med school, do you want to live with him being in med school and then being in the, like also being in the military or him being in med school and then paying back loans for a decade? What right. do you want? Would you rather have him yeah. in the military for a decade or pay back loans for a decade? Yeah. That's a hard. So... What are the other job options? <laughs> really Anything hard. else we're working with here? Like this not sound like a fun conversation to crunch numbers for uh-uh. yeah yeah that's a real one though I mean many... but it's like literally like grinding for the next 10 yeah. plus years and then yeah. once you're out uh, you're once you're out of that like you'll be thriving yeah not saying you won't be thriving but there'll definitely be some white knuckle grinding either way <laughs> yeah for sure yeah. either option yeah because loans can literally, I mean, financial problems are the number yes. one reason for divorce. For and divorce. you can't just assume you're not going to be that statistic because statistics are statistics. Like you can't, right. you know. Right, right. Um, I will say too, I feel like it does depend a bit on the branch. Like growing yes, up, totally. growing up an Air Force daughter, the Air Force bases and the Air Force amenities and the Air Force's emphasis on family is a bit higher than that of the USMC, uh-huh. the, Marine, the Marines. Uh-huh. So I don't know. Like I stuff would... that the Air Force deems is like unlivable. Like yes. Like there's housing, like <laughs> an Air Force deems something unlivable. Yes. Like the army- Cockroaches. Totally fine with like, or the Marines yes. would be like totally fine with them living in. So yeah. like there's scenarios where like the Air Force pays, like if, if you know, Jimmy wants to live in this area- the air force is going to pay him extra to live in it. Cause they know the living conditions are bad versus like another branch would be like, this is great. Yeah, sure. You're and fine. we're not going to pay gonna, you anymore. We're going to take your perfect. whole rent check for you to live in a mold infested room. Perfect. Totally. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So that, I mean, even just like living on air force bases growing up and then living on Marine bases. Now it's just different. The uh-huh. standard of living is just different. And yep. that's why there's like joke stereotypes of each branch too. Like it just all plays into each other, but it's a real thing too, to consider. So again, I always, I, this is how I see it in my head. Okay. Air Force is like Columbia. Okay. The brain. <laughs> okay. Like Columbia, like maybe a North face. Okay. Okay. The Navy is like Ralph Lauren. And then like it is the bougiest. It's the it Navy is. is the bougiest. Definitely. Branch. Yeah. And then like, the if, army, I mean, that's why they're called the gayest branch as well, but, <laughs> and then the army is, um, under armor, yes! like, maybe even like an athletic brand from Walmart, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, so like a champion, but like not when it was cool, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah. 
<laughs> like they would be the type to like wear, sorry, there's a jet flying above. It's super loud, but they would be the type to like wear like a Nike short with like an under armor <laughs> shoe with like, yeah, uh, just a, a like Puma sock <laughs> and like a shirt that says like, you know, um, education ed and it's like from like high school with their like <laughs> shirt like their last name written on it in the sharpie yep. I'm so mean um, but it's like very just like I'm, yeah I'm gonna play with I'm gonna be on the ground and play with dirt and like <laughs> I just wanted you to get to the marines the navy's on a ship and marines is like a little bit of every oh oh marines gym shark that's what I always say what you and I both know that's true that's the true. marines are like the fittest like that's what my dad are... always said too I mean yeah. growing up he was like marines are like the the die hard like grind out okay. yeah I like never want to be a part of that branch <laughs> lol yeah literally <laughs> sarms taking <laughs> uh yeah okay. so uh wow that totally went so now track, we're joking but... so there is like yeah. some um what do you call it it starts with a c not collaboration but like some um, camaraderie yeah camaraderie come on com- you mixed in commodity and camaraderie <laughs> Com- camaraderie camaraderie yeah yeah there's some camaraderie amount amongst the branches there's like you you find things to joke about because otherwise you'll just cry <laughs> you uh-huh. know like, you like meet people that mm-hmm. you know like you have some stuff in common with automatically yeah um I will say this to you meet people you will that have you've never you would never like find elsewhere or be friends with mm-hmm. otherwise you know yeah. they just have like to you be make friends like you're not gonna be yeah like it's impossible not to make friends yes agree um so yeah, there's a lot to take into account, but if you can find someone who's done what you're trying to do and talk to them, that is going to be your best step. Yeah. Which I guess and is you like, have a thanks say. For, thanks for asking us. And yes, you totally have a say. Uh-huh. Your concerns are hundred percent valid. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard. That's really hard. Uh-huh. I, I hate conversations like that, that are just like, well, we have option a and option b and they both look really similar and both don't have great outcomes but we have to choose one because it will eventually have really great outcomes <laughs> right unless he feels called through? to like serve in the military and like that's something yeah. he's like wanted to do for you know or if it's just like i need my med school paid for so i'm gonna join the military yeah i don't know yeah um well with that without further ado we're gonna end this in the pledge of allegiance just kidding what <laughs> <laughs> that wait, was wait. so random i love wait that. have you seen the videos where families will have like a sibling will bring their significant other over to dinner and they've all like made up a joke that they everyone is in on this joke minus the significant other that's there for the first time and everybody stands up to recite the pledge of allegiance before, before the family dinner. dinner and the significant other just like stands up and joins them anyways and it's just like yeah this is cool <laughs> but internally you can tell they're like wtf is oh my gosh that's amazing I'm t- I need it's to remember so that like I need to find weird. it and we need to share it on the page when I find it yes oh my gosh that's too oh, funny good. <laughs> so good uh, and then they'll come back and they'll be like oh and, and whenever you want to have dessert just let us know and because we we say it again before dessert <laughs> it's just like <laughs> and keeping a straight face ever I also know. there has to be a hidden camera too so yes like, yep all hey, the things were thought of imagine that being your first time meeting the family like I know I'd be like I'm out <laughs> um I don't know <laughs> I don't know about that <laughs> that's so great all right yeah. well thanks guys for listening in and um happy president's day when this comes out I'm pretty sure and if this comes out a different week, then Megan's then, about to throw up. So not I was sure if you're throwing sneeze. up based on the uh, president's <laughs> get canceled. No, um, no, that's patriotic of you. Yeah, I pledge allegiance to yep. the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, liberty and justice. Liberty. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
as with, homeschooled. With unity and justice for all. <laughs> We're uh, it's liberty, but it's it might as well long. be unity these days. So it's, I know it's been a long time. It has a long time. Um, we're going to get our husbands on the pod. Yes. Um, at some point. And at some point we want to do like a game show pod. So yeah. <laughs> It's going to be good, but please leave us voicemails. Um, we'd love to hear heck yes, heck no, like random stuff, scenarios, situations, all the things we love Mm -hmm. to hear it. And we know that you love hearing other people. So share your own dirt so that we can get entertainment (laughs) out of it. (laughs) If you like it, then you need to contribute. Um, It's only fair. All right, we're signing off. We gotta go. We gotta go. (laughs) Bye, all. Thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Heck podcast. We'd love to hear your What in the Dang Heck moments. So call our hotline at 312-775-2615. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a rate and review, share with your best friend, and might as well follow us on Instagram while you're at it.